Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 107. And today we're doing uh, the much-anticipated NBA recap. Haven't done one of these in two or three weeks, I'd say. But uh, we'll get back into it. Aaron, no, you have a lot to mention, so I'll kind of let you lead this one if you want to. You're on I mean, I'm muted. I'm muted. I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, yeah, I have a lot to say. I, I, I mean, I have almost stuff to say about every team, but I, I guess we can um, kind of head down the standings like usual. Uh, we'll start in the East per usual. Uh, we can start with the Nets, who I think are really intriguing. Um, Harden has been amazing, better than expected, uh, for sure. He's pretty much turned to the center of their offense. Um, when everyone's there, he's just a great passer, facilitator. And when anyone's gone, he can score and really run any offense. And uh, they've, they've become the odds-on title favorite without KD. I think they won 13 of 14 at one point. And with these uh, buyout players, I mean, Blake Griffin, he dunks in his first game back. Um, I mean, I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is really going to do things. Uh, I, I think he only played like 50 minutes a game or so. The Spurs were playing Jakob Pertle over him. But uh, the Nets are looking really good. I know you still think that the Lakers should be the favorites, but the Nets are surely in the conversation. They certainly are playing like the best team in the East. Yeah, definitely agree. They're probably one of the more fun teams to watch, even though I haven't watched them in a couple weeks. Um, but I'm still surprised that it seems like they've won 14 of their last 15 or 16, and the Sixers still have them by a game or two, I think. Or no, they're actually tied right now with the same record, actually. Um, Brooklyn's won eight of their last 10. Uh, like, like you mentioned, James Harden's been playing great. He's he stated he thinks he should be MVP. All his teammates are saying that. Everybody says that he's the, the most valuable player. And uh, it, it'll be intriguing come playoff time to see if that team can, uh, keep, can keep the chemistry they have right now. Uh, we haven't really talked about Philly too much um, in our recaps, but Tobias Harris had a, a sneaky, pretty good year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's really um, helping uh, to be their main offensive player. Well, Ben Simmons is really holding the fort down on defense. I mean, him and Rudy Gobert, I, I feel like, are really the two people pulling away. And I think uh, Voter Fatigue could potentially play a role. Um, because, and I think Bain, or Ben Simmons uh, might be the front runner just because how good this 76ers team has been. But really, I think there's a lot of uh, awards that have actually really become interesting recently. Uh, we can transition over to that uh, LaMelo Ball injury. I mean, this rookie of the year race just got a lot more interesting. Um, I'm not sure if you think that LaMelo Ball can still win this because he was obviously the best rookie up, to, up into this point. But uh, I wonder if he can lose it. I think there's a chance he can hold on to it, but I honestly doubt it. Just he only played what 40 games, maybe. Let's see. He played 41 games. Um, his numbers were pretty good. They they weren't great. So if someone goes in the tear at the end of the year, having played more games, having played more recent to when the voters vote, uh, someone else could get it. Uh, you would think maybe Anthony Edwards. He's had a he's had a decent year, but the Timberwolves are so bad. I don't see him getting it. Tyrese Halliburton, the Kings. Not a big market. I really don't know who it could go to, but I don't think LaMelo Ball will hold on to it. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards seems like the runner-up, but the Timberwolves, I mean, they're just so bad. They're still behind the Rockets even. And Anthony Edwards is literally bottom 10 efficiency in the entire league. I mean, analytics-wise, um, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Dunked On. They are just uh, – they are like all analytics. Uh, one of the hosts used to be the GM of the Grizzlies. And they're not even considering him top five for rookie of the year, just on how inefficient and how uh, he's, he's not helping them win at all. 
Um, and I think Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, he's playing off the bench. He's not going to have the best numbers, but he's, he's actually really helping this Kings team to be pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think uh, the top three draft picks actually do have the top uh, three potential for being the best players. But the MVP race has also become really interesting because uh, LeBron, he's out four to six weeks. I'm not sure if the Lakers can even get home court advantage at this point. Um, it, it seemed like he was the front runner for MVP, but then, uh, or actually previous to his injury, uh, Joel Embiid uh, got injured. And so then uh, we're talking, I don't know, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic. I mean, the Thunder or the Nuggets are uh, Aaron Gordon. He's helping their offense. I'm not sure if they can get a top four seed now, but I'm not sure what you're thinking uh, about the MVP race right now. Yeah, the injuries have really played a, a big role in it. Again, not really sure who it could go to. Um, LeBron, he's been kind of snubbed the past few years. I'm not sure he's been the most deserving every year, but I feel like he probably should have gotten one more. Um, but I don't, I don't think this is the year for him just because the Lakers are fourth in the West and he's, he's missed considerable time. Uh, it could be Jokic. It could be Embiid. I think it'll be one of those two. I'm not sure, though. Uh, it's kind of the year of the big man for the MVP. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Heat, Jimmy Butler has been playing amazing. He is really pulling them into this um, top playoff conversation. I mean, the Heat might be the fourth best team in the East, even though they are currently in the eight spot. But literally teams four through nine are within two or three wins. So um, if he, if the Heat get a top four seed, that's uh, interesting. But he wasn't even an all-star. Jimmy Butler is not an all-star this year. Um, so to think he's really in the MVP uh, conversation is just crazy. Uh, you look at the West. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, can he be the best player on the title team? Uh, someone argue, including me, I think Rudy Gobert is the most important on that team. I mean, the Jazz are incredible. They haven't lost a home game in over three months. They have not lost a home game in the year 2021. They've only lost two home games the whole year. Uh, and it was in the first, uh, in the first uh, two weeks of the season. So that team is really dominant, dominant, but I don't think the Jazz have a chance. Uh, I'm just kind of covering a bunch of teams here, talking uh, through the MVP uh, conversation. Look at it, it could be James Harden. I mean, his numbers are ridiculous, honestly. 26 per game with two other stars, 12 assists, nine rebounds. Those are some really good numbers on the most exciting and probably maybe the best team in the league. It could be him. It could be Durant or Irving for that matter. It could go to one of the Nets. I don't think KD could get it just because of how much he's been out. And Kyrie Irving, just MVP, it just doesn't seem right. Uh, Harden probably is the best chance on that team. The problem is all that rocket stuff at the start of the year, him forcing his way out, just uh, – just, I think a lot of left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth, but you're right. I mean, there's not that many options. It's really narrowing down. I think Damon Jokic are the front runners, but Giannis, I mean, he's having a great uh, season too. This could be the best team he's played with. Um, even though the record doesn't show uh, this PJ Tucker edition seems to be helping them. I think Giannis has a real chance, but uh, we're just going to have to wait to see how this award turns out. Yeah. I mean, do you think it could possibly go to Beal or even Westbrook? Westbrook's averaging a triple-double once again. Ben, the Wizards are not are never going to have a team or a player in the MVP conversation being bottom three in the East. Like, or are, are they still bottom three? Every year, it's this year. No, it's not. The, the, the last time an MVP – there's only been, like, four or five instances of an MVP not being a top-four seed. And one of those – or top-four team. And one of those instances was Russell Westbrook being the six seed or six team 
I'm on my college basketball stuff. And then getting blown out in the first round. Everyone knew he was going to get blown out. He averaged a triple-double, and they gave it to him, even though his team wasn't that good. The, the Bradley Beal is not uh, even in the conversation, in my opinion. You never know. <laughs> I, I, I do know. I do know Russell Westbrook is not winning an MVP. But he, he, he has been playing a lot better. The Wizards have actually been playing better. Uh, Russ recently had his 35-point, 20-assist game. No one's ever had – he had 20-20-20 game last year right after – or maybe two years ago after the Nipsey – or Nipsey Hustle died. I know they were close, and uh, it, it was kind of this momentous occasion. He had his 20-20-20. He just had 35-20-16. He's putting up great numbers. The team is just not that great. But there's a lot of teams in the East that are, are, that are not great. I mean, the Celtics had a 0-8 uh, run at one point, or 0-8 or – they, they lost eight games in a row. Eight-game losing streak. There you go. That's what it's called, Aaron. I, I'm sure it is, man. All right. And, they're I mean, they're literally the worst clutch team in the past month. I mean, they, they've been top five offense and bottom five defense. It's just kind of a weird team. I think this uh, Gordon Hayward loss is really hurting them. But, I mean, the Celtics in the playing tournament is just uh, something no one expected this season. How about Wayne Ellington averaging 11 points? On only 23 minutes a game, he could be up there. Although he does have an injured cap right now. We still talking about MVP? Yeah, Wayne Ellington. All right. Uh, I mean, the Hawks, I'm talking about other teams in the East now. We're actually having our uh, uh, discussion here. Uh, the Hawks, uh, eight game, a winning streak uh, with their new coach, Nate McMillan. This was a quote. Interim coach, can't forget that. I mean, he could win coach of the year at this rate, uh, being an interim. I'm not sure uh, you can give a coach of the year to an interim coach. Oh, should they give it to the – I mean, it was a questionable coaching, coaching fire. A lot of people were uh, questioning it, but the, the Hawks have just been on such a run. I mean, they're, I, the East, I, I can't I can't overstate it. They, it's, it's just a mess. The Hornets without Lamar Ball, I'm not sure if they can make the playoffs. It, it's a question a lot of people had. But, I mean, who else is on that team? Gordon Hayward? Sure. But the East is such a mess. Without Ball, we're four and five, actually. Without Lamelo Ball, it's a thing a lot of people didn't expect. You got to put some respect on them there. We're currently fourth in the East. It's it's the Fab Four of the the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Hornets. Those are the four best teams in the league. I mean, uh, there's a lot of bad teams. I mean, the Raptors, they lost 11 of 12 at one point. That's just – what what direction? Not very good. I mean, Pascal Siakam was – Straight up bad. He's not very good. It's crazy. He was an all-star starter just uh, last year, and now he's not playing well. No one on that team – I mean, they trade away Norman Powell, who is a top three scorer on that team. Fred Van Vliet, uh, it seems like he, he can he could lead the new wave of maybe trying to be a younger team. But, he, I mean, he was a four-year college player, so I assume he's around 27 or 28 still. I think he also played a year or two in the G League, so – uh, I'm not sure if it's time for them to completely rebuild. Uh, they have uh, Masai Ujiri, uh, one of the regarded as one of the best GMs. So potentially they could turn it around, but it doesn't seem like they have a great sense of direction moving forward. Yeah, they're kind of caught in between because on paper their roster should be still be able to compete for a top four seed. They got Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam. They've, they've got some some pretty good players, and they also have some good young guys like Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent. Um, you, you could even, Van Vliet's like he kind of is um he, he kind of rep- represents both. He's he's also kind of aging and he's also pretty young at the same time. Um, Chris Boucher's played pretty good. 
I'm not sure if I was them, I'd probably just start blowing it up and, and get it having a rebuild. I don't think it's going to win a championship anytime soon. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Fred Van Vliet, he's, he's, I think, 28 years old, and yet he's only played two or three years in the league. So just crazy how that works out. Um, just with, I think he had two or three G League years, then four-year college player. Um, there's there's two two more teams I want to talk about real quick, and then uh, one one more thing after that. But the the Thunder, uh, they've made a couple moves recently that uh, is interesting. It seems like they really do have a direction, which is tanking. Al Horvard is uh, decided with the team to sit out for the rest of the season. He's just not going to play because he was too good, I guess. Um, and then. Shea Gilgis Alexander he had a minor injury, plantar fasciitis, um, and he's just sitting for like extra time. And they're like really hoping it was like a worse injury because they just don't want him to play because they really want to uh, be tanking in this draft class. That's um, seen people are talking about like has a lot of uh, star potential. They've also got like half the picks, so they want to be as bad as they can so they can get every pick possible. Um, I get why they have Horford out because they can really package him to get some more picks because he's more of a veteran. I don't get why they're keeping Shea out. I mean, yeah, he'll probably win you more games, but I mean, you got to build your young guys. The only way to do that is to do that is through experience and actual gameplay. Um, I, I would just play. I, I get if he's hurt, have him be rested fully and make sure he's completely healthy. But then there's no reason to keep holding him out just so you lose more games. All right. Um, I have the Pelicans. Uh, Zion Williamson has been really good. I uh, set the record for most consecutive 20 point games before turning 21. And this Zion versus jaw debate is looking interesting because um, right now the Pelicans are doing, or uh, yeah, the Pelicans are not doing too well. They're bottom four in the West. The Grizzlies uh, only have a win above them though. And it's interesting what this conversation is. I think in the past you've mentioned that you think John Morant is better right now. Um, and I, I just disagree with that because Zion Williamson has been uh, so dominant. And it's just, I mean, he was an all-star this year. And I think that even though Jaw won the rookie of the year, it's seeming like Zion has a much brighter future, even though it might be harder uh, to win right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Jaw won the rookie of the year because of how much time Zion missed. Um, I also think I've seen some opposing coaches, players in the media refer to Zion as the – the the most interesting and different basketball players since since Shaquille, since Shaquille O'Neal just the way his body moves and how gifted and talented he is for his body type and I definitely think he has a great future um since since the last time we filmed I'd probably change my mind I think Zion definitely has a better future I right now if I'm building a team and I want to win a championship I think I'd still rather have John Morant because I, I think Zion's the best player on the team on his team but I think Jaw could play better right now uh, among two or three superstars if I was building a championship team but building for the future, I definitely want Zion on my team. All right. So this uh, that, that's all the gameplay stuff I want to talk about. But the last kind of topic, it happened a while ago, but since we didn't we didn't have uh, our episode, uh, we'll talk about it now, is all this Myers-Leonard controversy. He was recently traded for Trevor Ariza uh, in a second and then was waived. But obviously um, on his Call of Duty Twitch stream or whatever, um, had uh, said an anti-Semitic slur, and it seems like he might be out of the league. Um, it just seems like he, he was already injured, and he wasn't playing that well previously. He didn't really play at all in that Heat finals run. And so I, I'm wondering if you'll ever play again and if you have any thoughts about what happened. 
Yeah, well, being part Jewish, this is like the first time any scandal like that, not really scandal, but maybe scandal has like affected me personally. Um, I definitely think he was never going to play for the Heat again just because uh, Mickey Harrison, the Heat owner, is Jewish. I think they have a, a Jewish GM or a, a high front office executive is also Jewish. Um, so I just didn't, didn't think it would work there going forward. Uh, when he got traded to the Thunder, I didn't expect him to get to get waived, but then I realized the pick was in that trade. So, of course, Thunder just wanted the pick. Um, and it's certainly looking like um, he could be done in the NBA. Uh, whether he retires or goes over to Europe, I don't know. Uh, I don't – I'm not really sure what I think, whether he should be done or not. Um, this seems to be his first mistake, um, his first mistake of this magnitude for that matter. Um, so maybe he should get a second chance. Maybe he shouldn't. I don't know. Um, but he also – this is not like – he came into to the news when he was, I think, one of only two players standing for the national anthem in the bubble, which kind of sparked some controversy, not on uh, on a much lower scale. Um, but – definitely interesting and I, if I had to guess I doubt he'll ever play another NBA game yeah I mean that was really his last notable event him kneeling along with John Isaac it was because his brother was in the military I believe or had been in the military and um it, did, it didn't get a ton of uh he, I mean there wasn't really a negative response in his way but after this and then the apology that a lot of people were upset about him basically saying that he didn't really know what the word meant or the magnitude of it um, which could have been true, but also it seems like it's not like he was afraid to say it and it wasn't something that um, was shocking. So I, I'm not sure if he'll really play again. I mean, he's not that old and he, he, he's not that terrible. He, I mean, I don't know how good he'll be off this injury, but um, I, I, I can't think of him uh, really doing anything. Uh, I, yeah, and typically if if you say something, if you get caught saying it on camera, you, you probably use it more often than it, it – then it seems he's probably used it in his vocabulary whether or not he knew what it meant doesn't really matter and uh he's he's not terrible but there's players that can replace his play style and now there will be a lot of baggage that comes along with him so if a team wants a player with his style they'll be able to find someone else that's less drama and uh probably will be less controversial in the local media certainly all right that's all i have today all right good recap we'll probably start doing these again once a week as we Near the end of the NBA season, I think only about uh, six what, and a half weeks. 20 to 20. How many? Two and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half. I was going to say, yeah, that seemed, seemed <laughs> a little too I think we have 20 to 25 games left for each team. Um, quickly, uh, who do you think will finish first in, in these conference? Um, I'm going to go with the Jazz and the Nets. I think the, uh, the Clippers have been on a, a bit of a skid. Uh, the Lakers are going to fall out without uh, LeBron and AD. Um, and it, I think it's up to the Suns and the Jazz to try to take this last piece. Um, the Clippers have really been doing some interesting stuff, trying to mess with their lineups, trying to prepare for the playoffs. Um, I think I don't think they can get the one seed. So it's really the Suns and the Jazz um, for the first spot. I think the Jazz can hold on to it, um, especially as Chris Paul maybe uh, is also trying to prepare his team for the playoffs. In the East, I think it's uh, actually a closer race between the Bucks, Sixers, um, and Nets and the uh, Hornets, of course. But I, I think that uh, the Nets can take it. Uh, they, they, I mean, they, they won 11 of 12 games without Kevin Durant. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he's coming back. He's had some on and off injuries throughout. Um, but, but once he's back steadily in the lineup, I think they should be able to hold on to the one seed. Yep, uh, I, I'm going to go Jazz for sure. I think it'll be pretty close in the, uh, in the East between 
the Nets and the Bucks. I, I think watching the Bucks recently, they've been playing pretty good basketball. Giannis on a tear recently. And the, the Sixers had some injuries. I just don't think they can hold on to it. I'll go Nets and Jazz as well. All right. I think it's all we got for today. So thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 107. And today we're doing uh, the much-anticipated NBA recap. Haven't done one of these in two or three weeks, I'd say. But uh, we'll get back into it. Aaron, no, you have a lot to mention, so I'll kind of let you lead this one if you want to. You're on I mean, mute. I muted. I muted. I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, yeah, I have a lot to say. I, I, I mean, I have almost stuff to say about every team, but I, I guess we can um, kind of head down the standings like usual. Uh, we'll start in the East per usual. Uh, we can start with the Nets, who I think are really intriguing. Um, Harden has been amazing, better than expected, uh, for sure. He's pretty much turned to the center of their offense. Um, when everyone's there, he's just a great passer, facilitator. And when anyone's gone, he can score and really run any offense. And uh, they've, they've become the odds-on title favorite without KD. I think they won 13 of 14 at one point. And with these uh, buyout players, I mean, Blake Griffin, he dunks in his first game back. Um, I mean, I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is really going to do things. Uh, I, I think he only played like 50 minutes a game or so. The Spurs were playing Jakob Pertle over him. But uh, the Nets are looking really good. I know you still think that the Lakers should be the favorites, but the Nets are surely in the conversation. They certainly are playing like the best team in the East. Yeah, definitely agree. They're probably one of the more fun teams to watch, even though I haven't watched them in a couple weeks. Um, but I'm still surprised that seems like they've won 14 of their last 15 or 16 and the Sixers still have them by a game or two I think or no they're actually tied right now with the same record actually um Brooklyn's won eight of their last 10 uh like like you mentioned James Harden's been playing great he's he's stated he thinks he should be MVP all his teammates are saying that everybody says that he's the the most valuable player and uh it'll be intriguing come playoff time to see if that team can uh keep can keep the chemistry they have right now uh we haven't really talked about Philly too much um, in our recaps, but Tobias Harris had a, a sneaky, pretty good year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's really um, helping uh, to be their main offensive player. Well, Ben Simmons is really holding the fort down on defense. I mean, him and Rudy Gobert, I, I feel like are really the two people pulling away. And I think uh, voter fatigue could potentially play a role um, because, and I think Ben, or ben Simmons uh, might be the front runner just because how good this 76ers team has been. But really, I think there's a lot of uh, awards that have actually really become interesting recently. Uh, we can transition over to that uh, LaMelo Ball injury. I mean, this rookie of the year race just got a lot more interesting. Um, I'm not sure if you think that LaMelo Ball can still win this because he was obviously the best rookie up to, up into this point. But uh, I wonder if he can lose it. I think there's a chance he can hold on to it, but I honestly doubt it. Just he only played – what 40 games maybe let's see he played 41 games um his numbers were pretty good they they weren't great so if someone goes in the tear at the end of the year having played more games having played more recent to when the voters vote uh someone else could get it uh you would think maybe anthony edwards he's had a he's had a decent year but the timberwolves are so bad i don't see him getting it tyree Taliburton, the king's not a big market i really don't know who it could go to but i don't think Lamelo ball will hold on to it yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards seems like the runner-up, but the Timberwolves, I mean, they're just so bad. They're still behind the Rockets even. And Anthony Edwards is literally bottom 10 efficiency in the entire league. 
I mean, analytics wise, um, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Dunked On. They are just, uh, they are like all analytics. Uh, one of the hosts used to be the GM of the Grizzlies, and they're not even considering him top five for rookie of the year just on how inefficient and how uh, he's he's not helping them win at all. Um, and I think Tyrese Halberton, I mean, he's playing off the bench. He's not going to have the best numbers, but he's he's actually really helping this Kings team to be pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think uh, the top three draft picks actually do have the top uh, three potential for being the best players. But the MVP race has also become really interesting because uh, LeBron, he's out four to six weeks. I'm not sure if the Lakers can even get home court advantage at this point. Um, it, it seemed like he was the front runner for MVP, but then – uh, or actually previous to his injury, uh, Joel Embiid uh, got injured. And so then uh, we're talking, I don't know, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic. I mean, the Thunder or the Nuggets are uh, Aaron Gordon. He's helping their offense. I'm not sure if they can get a top four seed now, but I'm not sure what you're thinking uh, about the MVP race right now. Yeah, the injuries have really played a, a big role in it. Again, not really sure who it could go to. Um LeBron, he's been kind of snubbed the past few years. I'm not sure he's been the most deserving every year, but I feel like he probably should have gotten one more. Um, but I don't, I don't think this is the year for him just because the Lakers are fourth in the West and he's, he's missed considerable time. Uh, it could be Jokic. It could be Embiid. I think it'll be one of those two. I'm not sure, though. Uh, it's kind of the year of the big man for the MVP. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Heat, Jimmy Butler has been playing amazing. He is really pulling them into this um, top playoff conversation and I mean the Heat might be the fourth best team in the East even though they are currently in the eight spot but literally teams four through nine are within two or three wins so um, if he if the Heat get a top four seed that's uh, interesting but he wasn't even all-star Jimmy Butler is not an all-star this year um, so to think he's really in the MVP uh, conversation is just crazy uh, you look at the West I mean Donovan Mitchell can he be the best player on the title team uh, someone argue, including me, I think Rudy Gobert is the most important on that team. I mean, the Jazz are incredible. They haven't lost a home game in over three months. They have not lost a home game in the year 2021. They've only lost two home games the whole year, uh, and it was in the first uh, in the first uh, two weeks of the season. So that team is really dominant, dominant but I don't think the Jazz have a chance. Uh, I'm just kind of covering a bunch of teams here, talking uh, through the MVP uh Conversation. Look at it, it could be James Harden. I mean, his numbers are ridiculous, honestly. 26 per game with two other stars, 12 assists, nine rebounds. Those are some really good numbers on the most exciting and probably maybe the best team in the league. It could be him. It could be Durant or Irving for that matter. It could go to one of the Nets. I don't think KD could get it just because of how much he's been out. And Kyrie Irving, just MVP, it just doesn't seem right. Uh, Harden probably is the best chance on that team. The problem is all that rocket stuff at the start of the year, him forcing his way out. Just, uh, just, I think a lot of left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth, but you're right. I mean, there's not that many options. It's really narrowing down. I think Damon Jokic are the front runners, but Giannis, I mean, he's having a great uh, season too. This could be the best team he's played with. Um, even though the record doesn't show uh, this PJ Tucker edition seems to be helping them. I think Giannis has a real chance, but uh, we're just going to have to wait to see how this award turns out. Yeah, I mean, do you think it could possibly go to, to Beal or even Westbrook? Westbrook's averaging a triple-double once again. Ben, the Wizards are not are never going to have a team or a player in the MVP conversation being bottom three in the East. Like, or are, are they still bottom Every three? Every year, it's this year. 
No, it's not. The, the the last time an MVP, there's only been like four or five instances of an MVP not being a top four seed, and one of those or top four team, and one of those instances was Russell Westbrook being the six seed or six team. I'm on my college basketball stuff, and then getting blown out in the first round. Everyone knew he was going to get blown out. He averaged a triple double, and they gave it to him, even though his team wasn't that good. The the Bradley Beal is not uh, even in the conversation, in my opinion. You never know. <laughs> I I, I do know. I do know Russell Westbrook is not winning an MVP, but he, he he has been playing a lot better. The Wizards have actually been playing better. Uh, Russ recently had his thirty five point twenty assist game. No one's ever had. He he had twenty 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 game last year, right after or maybe two years ago after the Nipsey or Nipsey Hustle died. I know they were close, and uh, it, it was kind of this momentous occasion. He had his twenty twenty twenty. He just had 35-20-16. He's putting up great numbers. The team is just not that great. But there's a lot of teams in the East that are, are, that are not great. I mean, the Celtics had a 0-8 uh, run at one point, or 0-8. They, they lost eight games in a row. Eight-game losing streak. There you go. That's what it's called, Aaron. I, I'm sure it is, man. All right. And, they're I mean, they're literally the worst clutch team in the past month. I mean, they, they've been top five offense and bottom five defense. It's just kind of a weird team. I think this uh, Gordon Hayward loss is really hurting them. But, I mean, the Celtics in the playing tournament is just uh, something no one expected this season. How about Wayne Ellington averaging 11 points on only 23 minutes a game? He could be up there, although he does have an injury cap right now. We still talking about MVP? Yeah, Wayne Ellington. All right. Uh, I mean, the Hawks, I'm talking about other teams in the East now. We're actually having our uh, – uh, discussion here. Uh, the Hawks uh, eight game a winning streak uh, with their new coach Nate McMillan. This was a qu- interim coach. Can't forget that. I mean, he could win coach of the year at this rate. Uh, being an interim, not sure right. you can give a coach of the year to an interim coach. Oh, should they give it to the? I mean, it was a questionable coaching coaching fire. A lot of people were uh, questioning it, but the the Hawks have just been on such a run. I mean, they're, I, the East, I, I can't I can't overstate it. They, it's, it's just a mess. The Hornets without Lamelo Ball, I'm not sure if they can make the playoffs. It, it's a question a lot of people had. But, I mean, who else is on that team? Gordon Hayward? Sure. But the East is such a mess. Without Lamelo Ball, we're four and five, actually. Without yeah. Lamelo Ball, it's a thing a lot of people didn't expect. If you you got to put some respect on them there. We're currently fourth in the East. It's, it's the Fab Four of the, the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Hornets. Those are the four best teams in the league. I mean, uh, there's a lot of bad teams. I mean, the Raptors, they lost 11 of 12 at one point. That, that's just – that's just what, what direction? Not very good. I mean, Pascal Siakam is straight up bad. He's not very good. It's crazy. He was an all-star starter just uh, last year, and now he's not playing well. No one on that team – I mean, they trade away Norman Powell, who is a top three scorer on that team. Fred Van Vliet, uh, it seems like he, he can – he could lead the new wave of maybe trying to be a younger team, but he, I mean, he was a four-year college player. So I assume he's around 27 or 28 still. I think he also played a year or two in the G league. So uh, I'm not sure if it's time for them to completely rebuild. Uh, they have uh, Masai Ujiri, uh, one of the regarded as one of the best GMs. So potentially they could turn it around, but it doesn't seem like they have a great sense of direction moving forward. Yeah, they're kind of caught in between because on paper, their roster should be still be able to compete for a top-four seed. They got Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam. They've, they've got some 
some pretty good players. And they also have some good young guys like Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent. Um, you, you could even, Van Vliet's like he kind of is um he, he kind of rep- represents both. He's he's also kind of aging and he's also pretty young at the same time. Um, Chris Boucher's played pretty good. I'm not sure if I was him, I'd probably just start blowing it up and and get ahead and rebuild. I don't think his team's going to championship anytime soon. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Fred Van Vliet, he's, he's, I think, 28 years old, and yet he's only played two or three years in the league. So just crazy how that works out. Um, just with, I think he had two or three G League years, then four-year college player. Um, there's there's two two more teams I want to talk about real quick, and then uh, one one more thing after that. But the, the Thunder, uh, they've made a couple moves recently that uh, is interesting. It seems like they really do have a direction, which is tanking. Al Horvard is uh, decided with the team to sit out for the rest of the season. He's just not going to play because he was too good, I guess. Um, and then Shea Gilgis Alexander, he had a minor injury, plantar fasciitis. Um, and he's just sitting for like extra time. And they're like really hoping it was like a worse injury because they just don't want him to play because they really want to uh, be tanking in this draft class. That's um, seen people are talking about like has a lot of uh, star potential. They've also got like half the picks, so they want to be as bad as they can so they can get every pick possible. Um, I get why they have Horford out because they can really package him to get some more picks because he's more of a veteran. I don't get why they're keeping Shea out. I mean, yeah, he'll probably win you more games, but I mean, you got to build your young guys. The only way to do that is to do that is through experience and actual gameplay. Um, I, I would just play him. I, I get if he's hurt, have him be rested fully and make sure he's completely healthy. But then there's no reason to keep holding him out just so you lose more games. All right. Um, I have the Pelicans. Uh, Zion Williamson has been really good. I uh, set the record for most consecutive 20-point games before turning 21. And this Zion versus Jaw debate is looking interesting because um, right now the Pelicans are doing – or, uh, yeah, the Pelicans are not doing too well. They're bottom four in the West. The Grizzlies uh, only have a win above them, though. And it's interesting what this conversation is. I think in the past you have mentioned that you think John Morant is better right now. Um, and I, I just disagree with that because Zion Williamson has been uh, so dominant. And it's just, I mean, he was an all-star this year. And I think that even though John won the Rookie of the Year, it's seeming like Zion has a much brighter future, even though it might be harder uh, to win right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Ja won the rookie of the year because of how much time Zion missed. Um, I also think I've seen some opposing coaches, players in the media refer to Zion as the 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 most interesting and different basketball player since since Shaquille, since Shaquille O'Neal. Just the way his body moves and how gifted and talented he is for his body type. And I definitely think he has a great future. Um, since since the last time we filmed, I'd probably change my mind. I think Zion definitely has a better future. I, right now, if I'm building a team and I want to win a championship, I think I'd still rather have John Morant because I, I think Zion's the best player on his team. On his team, but I think Jaw could play better right now uh, among two or three superstars if I was building a championship team. But building for the future, I definitely want Zion on my team. All right. So this uh, that that's all the gameplay stuff I want to talk about. But the last kind of topic, it happened a while ago, but since we didn't we didn't have uh, our episode, uh, we'll talk about it now, is all this Myers-Leonard controversy. He was recently traded for Trevor Ariza uh, in a second and then was waived. But obviously um, on his Call of Duty Twitch stream or whatever, um, had uh, said an anti-Semitic slur, and it seems like he might be out of the league. 
Um, it just seems like he, he was already injured and he wasn't playing that well previously. He didn't really play at all in that Heat Finals run. And so I, I'm wondering if you'll ever play again and if you have any thoughts about what happened. Yeah, well, being part Jewish, this is like the first time any scandal like that, not really scandal, but maybe scandal has like affected me personally. Um, I definitely think he was never going to play for the Heat again just because uh, Mickey Harrison, the Heat owner, is Jewish. I think they have a, a Jewish GM or a, a high front office executive is also Jewish. Um, so I just didn't, didn't think it would work there going forward. Uh, when he got traded to the Thunder, I didn't expect him to get to get waived, but then I realized the pick was in that trade, so of course Thunder just wanted the pick. Um, and it's certainly looking like um, he could be done in the NBA. Uh, whether he retires or goes over to Europe, I don't know. Uh, I don't I'm not really sure what I think, whether he should be done or not. Um, this seems to be his first mistake, um, his first mistake of this magnitude for that matter. Um, so maybe he should get a second chance. Maybe he shouldn't. I don't know. Um, but he also, this is not like, he came into to the news when he was, I think, one of only two players standing for the national anthem in the bubble, which kind of sparked some controversy, not on uh, on a much lower scale. Um, but definitely interesting and I, if I had to guess I doubt he'll ever play another NBA game yeah I mean that was really his last notable event him kneeling along with John Isaac it was because his brother was in the military I believe or had been in the military and um it, did, it didn't get a ton of uh he, I mean there wasn't really a negative response in his way but after this and then the apology that a lot of people were upset about him basically saying that he didn't really know what the word meant or the magnitude of it um, which could have been true, but also it seems like it's not like he was afraid to say it and it wasn't something that um, was shocking. So I, I'm not sure if he'll really play again. I mean, he's not that old and he, he, he's not that terrible. He, I mean, I don't know how good he'll be off this injury, but um, I, I, I can't think of him uh, really doing anything. Uh, I, yeah, and typically if if you say something, if you get caught saying it on camera, you, you probably use it more often than it, it – than it seems he's probably used it in his vocabulary whether or not he knew what it meant doesn't really matter and uh he's he's not terrible but there's players that can replace his play style and now there will be a lot of baggage that comes along with him so if a team wants a player with his style they'll be able to find someone else that's less drama and uh probably will be less controversial in the local media certainly all right that's all i have today all right good recap we'll probably start doing these again once a week as we Near the end of the NBA season, I think only about uh, six what, and a half weeks. 20 to 20. How many? Two and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half. I was going to say, yeah, that seemed, seemed <laughs> a little too. I think we have 20 to 25 games left for each team. Um, quickly, uh, who do you think will finish first in, in these conference? Um, I'm going to go with the Jazz and the Nets. I think the, uh, the Clippers have been on a, a bit of a skid. Uh, the Lakers are going to fall out without uh, LeBron and AD. Um, and it, I think it's up to the Suns and the Jazz to try to take this last piece. Um, the Clippers have really been doing some interesting stuff, trying to mess with their lineups, trying to prepare for the playoffs. Um, I think I don't think they can get the one seed. So it's really the Suns and the Jazz um, for the first spot. I think the Jazz can hold on to it, um, especially as Chris Paul maybe uh, is also trying to prepare his team for the playoffs. In the East, I think it's uh, actually a closer race between the Bucks, Sixers, um, and Nets and the uh, Hornets, of course. But I, I, I think that uh, the Nets can take it. Uh, they, they, I mean, they, they won 11 of 12 games without Kevin Durant. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he's coming back. He's had some on and off injuries throughout. 
Um, but but once he's back steadily in the lineup, I think they should be able to hold on to the one seed. Yep, uh, I I'm gonna go Jazz for sure. I think it'll be pretty close in the uh, in the East between the Nets and the Bucks. I I think watching the Bucks recently, they've been playing pretty good basketball. Giannis on a tear recently, and the the Sixers had some injuries. I just don't think they can hold on to it. I'll go Nets and Jazz as well. All right, I think it's all we got for today. So thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.